about the important and often humorous reality of living a Jesus-focused supernatural life. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hey, I'm Thomas. I'm John T. And we are still in our identity series. Still there. There's a lot of identity to have. Yeah, apparently. Well, there's a lot of places we can get it wrong, too. That's also true. <laughs> and, and and do. I Yeah, I, I, I fully concur. Um, I mean, there's a, it's, it's a huge subject. Like, there's a lot of questions. And yeah, and there's a lot of things we've already gone over. So we've talked about tell us claiming our identity through scripture, claiming our identity through the prophetic. We talked about understanding our identity based off the tribe we find ourselves in. Yeah. And today we're going to be looking at um, false identities and how we shed them. Amen. Preach it, brother. Oh, testify. Yeah, testify. Testify. Come on, brother. Jonesy, what, yeah. is, what is a false identity? Yes. And right back at you, son. <laughs> do you want me to do this part? <laughs> no, no. I was ad-libbing. I was ad-libbing. Uh, like, you just looked at me like, mm-hmm. <laughs> So a false identity, uh, in my opinion, is... <laughs> <laughs> That's always dodgy ground. Um, so in my opinion, false identity is to do with when you are living life with an identity that is it's not false. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's sense. not your own. Wow. <laughs> Where you believe things. Drop deep revelation. <laughs> <It's unbelievable>. <laughs> <laughs> Let me finish. Um, <laughs> Where you believe things about yourself and let them have enough space in your life that you then start living it out. So you've kind of believed and and taken and taken um, your identity and and um, what you feel makes you you from things that are not of God, things that are not you, um, and allow that allow that to to, to bear fruit, with, and it's generally not fun fruit. No, and and it's always those kind of untrue things. The picture I have in my head is of if you're building a foundation for a house and you're grabbing all these rocks and then suddenly you started picking up like styrofoam blocks. Mm, I love them. And you're like, sure, that, that that's a rock. It's like, mm. actually, it's really not. And whoever told you it was isn't being helpful. But if you start building on that, it's going to lead to some serious issues later on. Because you can have other rocks in there where you're like, hey, these, are, these are rocks. Yeah. Put some styrofoam blocks in there. You've got yourself some not, not happy walls. So... So one of the things that I think is really important when especially exploring our identities, so often as Christians, we talk about understanding our true identity and how God's given it to us. Yeah. But if we don't go back and clear out some of this this junk, some of the false identities, some of the styrofoam blocks, as mm. it were, then we're, we're not going to be able to support the reality that God is providing in our life about who we are and what he's calling us into. Mm. Because we'll have built too much on, on falsehoods. I think I was gonna say that's good. Yeah, it's not good, is it? No, it's <laughs> horrible. It's, it's, but it, it's a good truth. It's, it's, it's a, a good horrible tr- reality. That's a funny truth, but uh, it's also a good truth, and it's a sad truth. Um, so, Thomas, like for yourself, have you experienced any false identities? I have actually. Um, one of the things I was thinking about is this: is when when I was growing up, 
for me, from my perspective, mm. like for birthdays and for Christmases and everything, um, when I get presents, I always felt like the kid who got the broken thing. Like, mm. like I remember very strongly, like there was a, there's a Christmas when I was little and I got a Power Ranger motorcycle toy for the Blue Ranger. Check mm. that. That's, that's dating me. Um, and I like it. I want it. It was supposed to come with this like pack of stickers so you could decorate it, and the stickers weren't in it. That's so. And while that feels like a one-time thing, in my head, I I like built in this narrative that for me, out of all the things, the likelihood is if there was an option to have the broken thing or the mm. the thing that's missing a part, it was likely for me to be the one who gets it. Like I'm unlucky, as it were. Mm. But what's interesting is growing up, I, I really, every opportunity I could, I then sewed into that identity. If I, if I got, if I ordered something from Amazon, it was broken. I was like, well, of course it is. I'm just the guy who gets broken things. And, mm, that's really interesting. and if something went wrong, I mean, to be fair, there's some funny toys because you can build a narrative so completely that I think actually it starts pushing out into reality. Mm. And, and you can start the same way we make declarations in prayer. I think we can, we can make these these kind of word curses over us that end up mm. being, being a reality we live in. No, absolutely. Because I bought a bike once and, and actually they built it for me at the shop, but mm. they built it incorrectly. <laughs> the front wheel came off while I was riding it. Like I hit a bump and the fr- whole front wheel just came off the bike and I like crashed and I like had my helmet on. I was all right. Ultimately. So I call him Thomas No-Nos. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like it was one of those things that I was, I was like, of course it did. Interesting. You just built it into it again. And it was just something I, I was claiming is like this. I've self-justified an identity that I'm this unlucky person. Mm. And it w- but then I'd speak it out. I'd tell, I'd tell people like, oh, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm unlucky. It's likely for me to buy it. And it's likely for it to be broken and all these kind of things. And I would speak out mm. this reality and just curse myself slowly and slowly until it was a reality actually I was living in. It, it was a self-fulfilling destiny in the sense mm. of, my expectations were so high of something being broken that they were. I would I would end up living in that. But it wasn't ever a true statement. Mm. So it's not like there's no verse in the Bible that says, and those who are unlucky will buy products from Amazon that will break. <laughs> I thought there was. So we, we have very different translations. It sounds, like, <laughs> it sounds like it's from Ecclesiastes. I got to be honest. What about you, John? What about, what about something for you that just became an identity piece but isn't? Isn't really from God. Yeah, so I think I would go because I want to go. I, I want to go a bit deep here because I don't want. I don't want to just be like, uh, you know, my identity. Deeper than baseball. my broken childhood Christmas. Yeah, no, I want to go actually deep. Uh, no, I'm joking. <laughs> that was very deep. So for me, I think um, growing up with two elder brothers, um, I have a younger sister as well, but it's generally the brothers. You know, have competition with each other, and growing up with two elder brothers, um, I always just thought they were better than me at stuff. So, um, one of them would be better at me at football and a bit stronger because he's bigger and he's stronger and he's he's three years he's older. older yeah. So I you know, that's fair. And I remember this one time when I was uh, at school and I loved art. I really loved art, and art was kind of my thing. And um, I remember the head of art absolutely loved my oldest brother. He was very good at art, 
and she would regularly say um so i'll make up his name here uh daryl strawberry so uh, she'd be like this is this <laughs> if you don't know daryl strawberry is an old baseball player this is no daryl strawberry and she would genu- genu- uh, generally say that about my work and so i finally said to my brother hey daryl um <laughs> can you if you're daryl strawberry's brother <laughs> this life would have been different <laughs> <laughs> very different bodies um I, I said, look, can you can you do my art homework? And I was in sort of year ten, so you know, kind of along, kind of getting further along in uh, at school. And so he did it, and beautiful job. And because um, he he was a better artist than me, I'm no, not going to lie there. But I remember her looking at it, going, "This is no Daryl Strawberry." And I remember just being like, "What well, is? Like it is." And so from that point on, I remember just being like, "Man, I just I can't live up." to my brothers and that became such an identity thing that i always believed and was terrified about introducing my wife to my brothers because i thought she would go crap i've made the wrong choice oh wow yeah you did so, that's deep you went deep i went deep i went i told you to go deep Man. yeah so that became a real false identity of i'm someone that just can't live up and that really has been something that i've had to address in my relationship with my wife, in my relationship with God, in my relationship with myself, because I've just therefore struggled with yeah. self-hatred, being like, you are just not good enough. And I'm sure everyone's dealt with and dealing with that on a regular basis, looking yeah. in the mirror, being like, you suck. You mirror person suck. And whether you say it out loud or not. But um, yeah, so that was a big false identity for me that I just don't live up. Yeah, so that yeah, that's that's my story. But I... But it's interesting because it, it comes down to those false identities end up l- having us speak things about ourselves and believe things about ourselves that are so yeah. fundamentally flawed and ultimately so not true. But we can we can wear them like clothes that don't fit. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Because I know you, and I mean, in a surprisingly sincere moment on this podcast, okay. like, you're great. And so... Thanks, it's hard for me to reconcile that thought that you would have of that false identity because from my perspective, it would look like an outfit that doesn't fit you at all. Um, and so this is how we do it, though. We live in a world where we start putting on things that we're like, oh, no, this is me. This, this, this is looks who like I am. Me. This, is, this is what everyone else I'll wear sees. this rag. Yeah. yeah. And it's all just garbage. Yeah. And it's never what God gave us. It's no, never the, the true things. But on top of that, we, we speak out these word curses. We live into them. We create realities that support our flawed thoughts. And our yeah. identities become like the, the image. It's such a part. Those flawed identities become such a part of those those cracking styrofoam foundations in our lives Mm. that so much is supported on it that you actually seek out to find those things to support it otherwise your world doesn't make sense yeah we find people who will will justify our flawed thoughts and help us kind of further down our pity And, and the only real way to get out though is not to find new justifications to our brokennesses but to really to really get better truth in us because at at its core one of the hardest things is that false identities can come from bad theology. Mm. When we think that God actually might endorse or believe our false identities and our brokennesses, then we're going to, we're going to live in a way that we'll be like, well, this is how God made me. Mm. He made me lonely, isolated, and prone to getting the broken toys yeah. or whatever. You know, like, Put a broken toy near you, you'll claim it. 
Yeah. That must be mine. It's broken. The only the only person that I can really think that I wonder if it became his identity and you know I'm like fair play maybe it is is a guy called Roy Cleveland Sullivan and um, Roy he, Cleveland Sullivan yeah American as you can imagine um, from, yeah, I've from never Virginia. met a British person named Roy <laughs> <laughs> um, he was hit by lightning seven times I wonder if the first time he's like oh this is definitely my identity the second time he's like yeah yeah definitely and then like seven times seven I'm like times. yeah at that point you're not looking for that. You just <laughs> unless he's walking around with a tin hat on. You know, I'm like, yeah, you're just unlucky on that one. Roy, buddy. come in. It's raining. It's okay. I'm going for the A. <laughs> <laughs> we can do this. Survived every one of them, though. So he's a he's Survived a trooper. Everyone except for he the was last actually one. a trooper as well. He's a park trooper. So <laughs> what a trooper, Roy! What a trooper. You hang in there, Roy. Um, but lucky yeah. number seven. Lucky. No- <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, just Thor hated him. Yeah. <laughs> Roy, you will be my frustration. I will smite you. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Uh, we always look for those things that we can just make our world seem correct again. Yeah, and also one of the things that end up is part of this is it, it makes us feel a, a little special. Mm. It gives us justifications for some of our, our where we feel are failings. Yeah. But, again, the... the like I said, it really comes down to this this false belief that God would have you do this, mm. and it comes to like bad theology. Yes, yeah, so, I mean I think it's interesting what you're saying that like the 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 wrong theological the wrong theological the wrong theology of kind of having to be special in that way. You know, I I think it reminds me, and by I think I mean I know it reminds me. You feel it. I feel it. I feel it in my jellies. In Matthew 18, uh, 12 to 14, it says, uh, if a man owns a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, will ye not leave the... Shall I... Ye? <laughs> <laughs> Shalt not thou leaveth the ninety-nine and to findeth the one and wandereth away. Th- <laughs> ye? So in Matthew 18, 12 to 14, says, If a man owns a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, will ye not leave ye? the 99 <laughs> on the hill and go look for that one wander off? And if he finds it, truly I tell you, he is happier about that one sheep than the 99 that he did not want, that did not wander off. <laughs> he did not want. That he did not want. <laughs> well, I've really changed the meaning of the scripture. Go read it. <laughs> go read it now. <laughs> Just go and read it now. <laughs> He's happy about that one. The 99 he did not want. <laughs> then the n- got it I'm reading this again. All right, here we go. If a man owns 100 sheep and one of them wanders away, will he not leave the 99 on the hill and go look for that one that's wandered off? And if he finds it, truly I tell you, he is happier about that one sheep than about the 99 that did not wander off. In the same way, your father in heaven is not willing that any of these little ones should perish. And I think it's really interesting. I, I mean, there was a very popular song about that recently um, in the Christian world. Baby, come back. Yeah, exactly. And um, <laughs> you can blame it all on me. <laughs> I believe. I believe. Um, what, one of the things that I think strikes about this is I wonder how much we are so desperate to be special that we would prefer to be the the one than the ninety nine 
first no. be the one that walks away so that God can go, I'm coming after you and be like, hey, I'm the special one. Follow me. And and desire after that rather than being the 99, the 99. who are saved, who are now, in the kingdom, who are exactly. with Jesus now, already. In reality, if you are a Christian uh, you are and you, you are saved, you are part of that 99. Yeah, that verse is definitely like, if you're listening to this and you're a Christian, congratulations yeah well you're, you're in the 99 and that's like that's the best place to be yeah like i i think it's so we're in a culture which so doesn't is so trying to long for who who am i that it wants to be that special person and um will prefer to to claim being that being that one and i think it's really interesting it, it reminds me of in revelation 5 and so I think one of the, in Revelation five, one of the thing that I find interesting is you can almost just read the whole Revelation five actually instead of there are a few quotes in there. Um, yes, please read the Bible. One of the things that I find fascinating about Revelation five is just how many uh, how many beings there are, and I love that it's like there the angels are tens of thousands and tens by tens of thousands and thousands of multiplied by thousands and tens, and all the tens of thousands. And then on top of that, it's um, looking at, looking at the um, every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea, and all of them are saying to him who sits upon the throne, to the Lamb, be praise and honor and glory and power. And one of the things that I think is important for us to realize is that balance between we are God's masterpiece, we're the apple of His eye, as well as we are amongst the bazillions of things that are worshiping him and he hears every voice but not to get so up on ourselves and be like we are the special one yeah as well as going and because yes we are to him but we are also we are uniquely special but that doesn't mean that we're exactly all we, by ourselves so being part of the 99 is a brilliant place like praise the lord we are part of the family we're part of the tribe that is the bride of christ and we get to worship and be a part of that, as well as he also hears our voice and he hears every voice. So I, yeah, I find that a very interesting thing when you talk about identity. Because so many people have claimed that identity of, uh, well, I'm the one, right? Lord, come chase me. I'm the one. You'll leave the 99 to come find me. Yeah. But of course he would. His character is that way. But for, for each and every one, we're not that one. We're the 99 that are saved. He did find us. Hmm. He has. And he doesn't need to keep finding us. He's got us. Let's grow into that. Yeah. Mature into that. Be that. It's interesting because another major point, like a theological point people often get wrong with their identity is they start believing that their uniqueness, their personality must be horrible because they're like, well, I just, I, I don't want any of me to be in it. I just want Jesus. Yeah. And it's from, it comes from a verse where John the Baptist says in John uh, he says, you know, he must increase and I must decrease. No, 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 no. John's talking about Jesus, mm. but that verse is not talking about like Jesus's personality must overtake mine so that no one can ever recognize me as John anymore. They only see a 30 year old carpenter from Galilee. Like that's not, mm. that's not actually what he's saying here. What he's saying is actually like during this time specifically, John's ministry needs to decrease so Jesus' ministry can increase. But we take this as a theological point going, man, my uniquenesses are what make me further away from Jesus. So if I could just be more like Jesus in personality, mm. then I'd be better. 
But what Jesus wants us to be is more like Jesus in the fact that he is fully recognized as an image bearer of God and walking in his truest identity without sin to hold him down. So my encouragement to all of us in this kind of theology gives us a false, bad theology gives us a false identity is don't think that your uniquenesses are always a curse. Like don't think that you are, are is so broken in a way that Jesus needs to supplant you in personality. Hmm. Take on his holiness, take on his, his zeal, take on his, his love for the Lord, his relationship with the, with his father but understand that you are you have a unique identity just as much as Jesus had a unique personality right. but the real truth is that if we are sifting through false identities yeah. if we're sifting through the areas where we've we've either believed a lie f- for however long or claimed it over ourselves or spoken over ourselves and start making it uh, our, our our the kind of tattered clothes we wear even if it comes from what we think is what scripture says the lord doesn't create Garbage. He does not. And, it doesn't say that anywhere. And he doesn't create things that he doesn't deem good. No. And so you are God's handiwork. You are God's creation. So what we need to do is if we have those areas in our life that are telling us that we're not good, we're not right, we're not you know made in God's image, we're not these things, we need to, to shed what all the sin and the stuff that so easily entangles us. Mm. So we need to shed these lies. We need to, to walk out of them. But one of the first ways to do that is we need to recognize it. We need to actually be able to look at our life and go, you know what? That's actually not what God says about me. So I'm going to get rid of it. Mm. It makes me think of Isaiah, like Isaiah 6, when he's, he's caught up into heaven and he sees mm. the Lord high and lifted up. And his immediate response is suddenly recognition. He recognizes in him where he is utterly living a life different than the reflection of the one yeah, who is good. on the throne right in front of him. And his response is, whoa (laughs) whoa man it's woe is me for i am lost for i'm a man of unclean lips and i dwell in the midst of a people with unclean lips yeah so he recognizes he's like wow i am not living in in the reflection of this being this this lord who is on high i'm not living a life that's it's holy in reflection of him that's true in reflection of him not only that but everyone else around me isn't either and he is Mm. he is overcome with with a whoa with a fear about the need to reconcile that so this recognition leads him to a place where actually he he can accept the the angel bringing the coal to his lips and making him pure yeah, yeah. and i think for each yeah. and every one of us we need to come to a place where we recognize you know what this identity that i believe of me is not a clean identity that's good and i need it to be clean yeah i need it to be truer and that doesn't mean wiping out your personality it just means leaving behind all the crud that the world and the lies have added on not listening to the enemy not listening to the world not listening to yourself but only listening to jesus walking into who you are and really claiming that truth and it comes back to the the previous episodes where we're talking about bible verses that tell us our identity and prophetic words that tell us our identity we need to own those truths and leave behind things like i'm the kid who gets the broken toys or my Mm. brothers are always better than me someone should have told joseph's brothers that what boom (laughs) anyway uh (laughs) word that's probably all the time we actually have for today yes but we still have a little bit more in our identity series so keep staying tuned yes but we have a little bit more in this episode yeah no johnsy (laughs) i want to keep talking (laughs) yes we have Um, more in our identity series yeah next week we're going to talk about um aging Uh (laughs) uh-oh 
I'm so I feel, old. Like, I feel like I'm aging faster than you. Agreed. <laughs> Jaunty, what do you want to tell these fine people about what they should do when they're listening to us? When you are listening to us, you should be donating. happy. No. Uh, <laughs> so if you're listening to us on YouTube, if you're listening to us on Spotify or iTunes, make sure you give us a like, make sure you give us a heart or a Smiley thumbs face. up or a sticker. I don't know what. It's just there's so many different things now. Um, make sure you show your appreciation in some way. And um, also make sure you are clicking that little bell. Yeah, on the YouTube channel. On the YouTube channel, because actually you can then be reminded of us and our voices every week. Do share it. Thursdays. Thursdays at 6 a.m. Do share this around because this uh, podcast, it might actually really minister to some of your friends or your family or people you know who are not friends. (laughs) (laughs) Your your mortal enemies um, who are struggling with their own identity. Because we do this because we want to bless people. Yeah, absolutely. This is, uh, I find it very much a blessing to hang out with Thomas and and to to ramble, but it is also for other people. Um, What about uh, Instagram there, Thomas? Yeah, we have uh, Instagram and Twitter. You can find us at Holy Ramblings. We are... Over the summer, we're going to be doing a big push we? to try to get uh, yeah. more Instagram followers. And if we do, we are going to have some uh, special content put up on our Instagram feed. Uh-oh. So keep an eye out for all that information and yeah. and like. And you could, that's also a great way to get in touch with us if you're looking for ways to share some feedback or encouragement. Uh, we always appreciate it. Johnson, would you would you pray? I'll be honest with you, Lord Jesus. Thank you so much that. Um, we are your masterpiece that our identity is in you and and we get to explore more of who we are in you um lord we bless um every person jesus that is um exploring who they are through this series father every person father that is breaking through their own word curses father and their um past hurts jesus and we bless each other bless thomas father um to grow into more of who he's meant to be and myself, Lord, and we honor your name and give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Have a good time. Ciao, ciao.